Welcome to the Intravitreal Injection Podcast, a patient-focused series where Dr. John Pitcher explores different perspectives on the most commonly performed medical procedure in the world. All right, so my guest today is Dr. Christina Wang. Dr. Wang is an associate professor at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. She is a retina specialist and the the director of the retina fellowship there in Houston. Is that correct, Dr. Wang? That's correct, Dr. Pitcher. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And I've known Dr. Wang for a while, and she's an excellent uh, retina specialist and and obviously uh, involved with uh, resident and fellow education. So I thought you'd be a perfect guest to talk to us about the basics of intravitreal injections. And uh, this is an episode, I think, patients and um, certainly doctors and patients' families, anybody who's interested in, in reviewing the basics or learning about the basics of intravitreal injections. So uh, first of all, for all retina specialists, I always ask, when did you give your first intravitreal injection to a patient? And um, how many have you given since then approximately? Sure. I had to actually think back on this question, Dr. Pitcher. I mean, we're contemporaries. We've been doing this for for a little bit now, but my first intravitreal injection was actually during my residency training and um, time flies. But I think a couple things that are important to note are that even though we give so many millions of injections, about 7 million intravitreal injections are given in the United States each year, they actually haven't been around all that long. I mean, I like to think we're still semi-young, Dr. Pitcher. (laughs) And so it really kind of made me realize, you know, how much of an advancement, first of all, it's um, this type of therapy has made to the field, um, but also just the exponential growth in the different applications that we use these for. Um, but yeah, so I gave my first one in training and then obviously through fellowship, as you focus in on retina uh, itself, we use these all the time for various diseases. So I gave many um, during my uh, fellowship training as well, but it's definitely an everyday type of procedure that we perform. And I think my number is probably similar to your number, definitely in the five digit range um, in the tens of thousands, I, I can't quote an exact number, but this is the most common procedure that we perform as retina specialists today. Great. So the next part uh, of questions I'm going to kind of go over with you are very basic discussion, maybe something that you would talk to about your patient on a daily visit, a clinic visit. But uh, to start off with, what types of reasons are intravitreal injections given? There are many, many. The most common ones are neovascular age-related macular degeneration, also commonly referred to as wet macular degeneration. This is definitely one of the most common indications. But we're also using them for various manifestations of diabetic eye disease, like diabetic retinopathy. If you have a certain level of disease, your physician, your doctor might recommend that you receive injections. And also diabetic macular edema, which is swelling or fluid in your retina as a result of diabetes. And I mention that only because diabetes is far more common than macular degeneration if you're looking at pure numbers in the population. So a lot of people will be affected from that regard as well. Some other indications, um, although probably a little bit less common, would be retinal vein occlusion. If um, one of your retinal veins um, gets clogged up, that can cause also um, a form of gathering of fluid in the eye called 
macular edema, and your physician may recommend injections for that. People who are really nearsighted can sometimes grow membranes and vessels where they shouldn't in their retina, and um, that's called myopic choroidal neovascularization. That's another indication. Um, the list goes on and on, um, but again, the most common ones are macular degeneration, the wet form, as well as different types of diabetic eye disease, diabetic macular edema, and proliferative diabetic retinopathy. So as you mentioned, these are very commonly done and the number keeps increasing each year. So I'm sure you get this question a lot, but if you have a patient who you're just telling about their first injection, well, how do you describe the procedure? What what physically happens? What is an intravitreal injection? Yeah, well, I think the first thing, Dr. Pitcher, that's worth mentioning, I'm sure you go through this every day, but hearing that you're going to get an injection in the eye is totally shocking for a lot of patients, especially if you don't have friends and neighbors who are receiving these, if you haven't heard of that before. There's just something about the eye that makes people extremely squeamish. And I always first just let them know that that's a validated um, emotion and response. To be honest, I haven't had an injection in my eye, and the thought of that also makes me squeal a little bit. But I'll tell you that after giving tens and thousands, tens of thousands of these injections to people, the number one thing that people are concerned about is whether it's going to hurt. And we'll talk a little bit more about the anesthesia process as we kind of go through the actual um, um, process flow of an injection. But I'll tell you the most common thing that people tell me after their first injection is, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. That really is what most people tell me. So it's normal to feel nervous about it, but I think the more you know about what you're going to get into, um, it'll help calm your nerves a little bit. But it's a in-office procedures, so um, for most of us, we don't take them to the operating room or any other special room. We do it right in the clinic. And after I tell you a little bit about how the injection is going to work and why you need it, I usually have a little model eye where I show you where the um, injection is going to go. It goes through the white part of your eye towards the front of your eye. Um, and that area is called the sclera. So it's a transscleral um, injection. And what we do is after we talk about the risks and benefits and we sign all the necessary paperwork, I will contact your insurance company and make sure that everything is cleared from um, a logistical aspect. And once you're ready to have this done, we're going to lay you down in the chair. The chair actually reclines backwards. And that way you're in almost a laying, you know, laying down supine position. And uh, my technician is who works with me in giving these injections. They'll begin preparing the eye. And what that means is they'll give you a couple anesthesia drops in the eye. And they'll also clean the eyelashes, the eyelids, um, and even rinse the inside of your eye with a betadine solution. And this is the best evidence we have to protect you against the very small risk of infection. So it's a very necessary step. And we use generous amounts of that to make sure that area is as clean as possible for this semi-sterile procedure. After this is cleaned off, and this is all done, by the way, wearing gloves in our clinic at least, um, we put a speculum in your eye. And that's something that can help hold the eyelid open and prevent you from blinking or worrying about that aspect. So all you need to be doing is really just relaxing. We ask you not to talk, again, just so the germs from your mouth um, don't travel um, up to your eye during this procedure. And then after the speculum is in, holding the eye open, and I always reassure patients that at this point, nothing sharp has touched your eye. Nothing really should be painful or too uncomfortable at this point. We use a Q-tip full of um, numbing solution 
and we hold it up against the area we're going to go through, the white part of your eye. And we hold it with some firm pressure. And the reason you want to use firm pressure is because that's the anesthetic. And so you want that to infuse across the tissue and try to get it as numb as possible. We hold that for between 30 seconds and a minute. And then I'll come in um, to join my technician in the room. And then I'll give the injection. It takes just a split second for the injection itself. It's over before you know it. And I always reassure patients that the needle is very, very small, smaller than your hair. So if you held up one of your, one of your own hairs, the needle would be smaller than that. Um, they'll feel a little pinch. It's kind of like a flu shot, but obviously in, in your eye. And then after that, uh, we rinse out the eye, we remove the speculum, and you go home the same day. And I just want to throw in one disclaimer or caveat, I guess, and just to let everyone know that there are a million different ways of giving these injections. There's no correct way or incorrect way. Um, and this is just my personal approach to doing it. It doesn't reflect any of the organizations that I work with. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, the two things I get asked about most often are, is it going to hurt? And how do I keep my eye open or how do I, how do I stay still? So you answered both of those. Um, I, I agree. Patients often tell me, oh, are you done? Or that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I think there's definitely the thought of it, the psychology about the injection is a lot worse than it. the injection itself. It's very quick um, and patients do very well. And pa patients are able to, to hold their eyes still. And, and uh, for that split second, I, I find that, you know, patients do very well overall. So, no, I agree. And, and also, you know, there are different ways to do the anesthesia. You mentioned, you know, drops. There are certainly some gels that are used. There's injections that um, go before the injection to numb the eye, and all of them uh, work, work pretty well. Yeah, exactly. I think that depending on your provider, they may numb your eye in a different way. The important takeaway that I tell my patients is that it's quite difficult to get 100% anesthesia in the eye, just the way the tissues work and the agents that we use. So we try to get it as numb as possible, but it's always um, a possibility that you'll feel just a little pinch when that uh, very tiny needle goes in. Um, but again, it lasts just a split second and we do try to numb it as much as we can. Some of the other ways that people commonly numb uh, the eye are with, with gels, like you mentioned, but also some people might give you a small pre-shot um, where they take another very small needle and they inject a little bit of numbing medicine into the outer layer of the eye called the conjunctiva. It's called a subconjunctival injection. And so don't be alarmed, especially if you end up seeing more than one provider during your course of treatment. Um, don't be alarmed if you feel like, oh, this was different from what I experienced before. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do this um, in general, uh, obviously following a certain degree of standard of practice. Um, there's many different right ways to, to numb the eye, to clean the eye, et cetera. And every patient's different. So even within uh, individual retina specialists, you know, you may have a certain patient who you do things one way versus the other. And bottom line is, is getting the injection done in the, in the, the most easy, safest way for the patient, obviously to help them see better and, and protect their vision for the long run. So one more, one more question that I had was basically for the, after the injection, what do you tell patients and when, what can patients expect, um, you know, immediately following the injection and then for the hours and perhaps days to come? 
So I always tell I always tell patients that after the injection, they may feel a little bit of redness. They might have some tearing. They might have a tiny bit of blurriness where it just seems a little less clear than usual. Um, and it might feel kind of like there's sand in the eye or something that's in the eye. These are all very normal symptoms to have post-injection, especially during the first 12 to 24 hours. So I always reassure patients, especially if it's their first first time, please feel free to call the clinic at any point, obviously, if you're concerned, especially after the first time, you just don't know what to expect. But these are common things that will probably happen every single injection visit. But the good news is these are uh, pretty short-lived for the majority of patients. And by the next day, in fact, a lot of patients of mine by the next morning say they're completely back to normal. I think that if you experience a significant amount of pain that is uh, um not controlled well um, and persistent for many, many hours after the injection. If your vision suddenly goes down significantly, if you see flashes or floaters um, or anything, uh, you know, more significant, just call the clinic and we have people on staff as your clinic does who can see you at any point, any time of day or night, just to make sure that, you know, nothing adverse has, has occurred. Great. And I, I do see different patients have have different tolerance for, you know, the post effects of the injection and some of the gritty feeling. And, you know, you, you may use different levels of rinsing the eye or patching the eye, different things that can, can help with the comfort afterwards. But I agree, it, the eye typically is back to normal after a few hours or certainly by the next day. I usually tell patients to, to rest their eye and use artificial tears, you know, a clean bottle. Uh, of those if they if they have it to kind of soothe the eye. So that, that's all really good advice. And I really appreciate um, all the insight. Um, and, you know, that's a pretty good overview. I think these basics hopefully will help patients who have been getting injections or perhaps patients who are newly uh, diagnosed that need an injection, know what to expect and, you know, take some of the uncertainty and uh, mystery away from, from intravitreal injections. And and it is important to talk to your retina specialist, and I really appreciate your time and um, certainly look forward to talking to you again in the future, maybe on a future episode. Thanks again for having me, Dr. Pitcher. This was fun. All right, take Dr. Care. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Intravitreal Injection Podcast. Please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter at the IVI podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, remember, when it comes to intravitreal injections, there's more than meets the eye.